0: Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Brian Villanen for Producer Grant again for the Lori and Julia Show. This hour, we have some Bachelor news, some Oscar uh, nominations and snubs, and some Olympic news.
2: Oh, before we get to that, Julia has some sweet news to share. Oh, oh
3: my gosh. Okay, so our campaign for sending in Valentines for Liz and Friends um, has gone through the rough. Um, Liz is a regular on the morning show with the gang, Jason, Alexis, Kenny, and mm-hmm. Don, and so we got over four thousand valentines, and I'm holding up some of the handmade ones from classes around the Twin Cities. And where are these valentines going? They're going to Liz, and they're, they might go some other places too. But they're for seniors in the community. That, that's what yes, I'm trying to get. Yes, you for seniors, because people have no <laughs> yes. idea who Liz
2: is. You're burying the lead.
3: I'm burying the lead for <laughs> seniors. So here is here are some of them. Um, this is from Mia. All you need is love, but a little chocolate now and then won't hurt. I may not know you, but I know you turned to be a great person. Aww. Oh, Isn't that nice. cute? Here's one. I mean, and these you can tell their age by these are hand they're handmade. So many of them handmade beautiful. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a great day. Hello. Hope your Valentine's is going well. Hope you enjoy this card. In parentheses. I suck at spelling. But yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. Another one. This is from Hazel. Happy Valentine's. I wish you a good year and good health. Happy Lunar New Year. Aww. And then this is from someone who's an artist. Hey, hope you're how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. And if not, that's okay. I hope you do well in life. Celebrate and make the most of it.
0: Oh. No. <laughs>
3: be blast some of your favorite songs and have time for self-love. You deserve to be loved and you should love yourself because of how hard you've worked. Wow. I drew something for you. She's an artist. And she drew so many different pictures, and it's Aww. handmade on pink construction oh paper with all this hot pink tape. That's so people really—I mean, it's amazing how many people. So thank you, everybody, for doing that.
2: I remember being like in third and fourth grade and making handmade. the, box. the oh, boxes. boxes for your cards. Yep. For your cards. Did you do that, Brian?
0: Yeah, but we would put candy in okay. them. Or okay. like yeah. a shoe box you would make oh, or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, the Okay,
2: I'm so glad that's something that has stayed consistent. My kids did it, Lori. Yeah, And, and okay.
3: Carla sent us, our friend of our show, um, sent us these little handwritten mm-hmm. valentines, so we want to thank you, Carla. Yeah.
2: All right. oh. Julia, I'm a little tired today because I had Olympic fever last night. Mm-hmm. I I just decided the only way I can deal with these Olympics is just tape NBC every you night. You can't from tape s- it though. Yeah, you can. You DVR. I've tried
3: a million times. We well, oh, can. It's okay. Just
2: press record, and um, <laughs> but just recorded from seven. I think it's yep. seven to eleven thirty. Now the first hour there is a million commercials. So, but I'm just fast forwarding to stuff I want to watch. Well, they saved the best for last last night, and had the men's short program figure skating, and they showed the last. Six skaters without any ads. Nice. So it was a whole half hour of just skating, skating and the commentating by Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski and Scott Scott Hamilton. Yeah, and it was. Every time I thought, "Okay, stop watching this," you know, and it's eleven oh seven. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it, I just ended up watching it because it was so much fun. These 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 guys are so good, but Nathan Chen. Um, who's a skate for the US? He scored 113, almost 114 points to take a six point lead heading into the long program, which will be tomorrow night for the gold. And it, that wasn't even his personal best. It was just the best score ever at the Olympics in the short program.
0: Wow. He's a beast. He, he, he is,
2: is. He. He is just thrilling to watch. And he is the first skater to have landed five types of these quad quad jumps. Right. The toe loop, the salchow, the loop, the flip, and the lutz. I'll oh, be familiar with oh, all yeah, of this, Larry's, but it's all Larry's done. All in. And he really wants to make up for... He was had high expectations in Seoul, and he, he wiped fell out so many times. Yeah, it, it just... was terrible. You
3: felt for him. Mm-hmm. You felt for him because once you fall, you're just done, and your heart just thinks for how much training these people have got. Yeah, through.
2: and I thought, I mean, like the Japanese skater, the guy from Japan, who he was the he's the defending gold medalist uh-huh. the last two years, and he missed a jump in the very first one, and he had a fantastic. I mean, they were also fun to watch. This very muscular um, guy from Canada, this a tiny 18 year old a Japanese guy who was just, he did um, to kind of an old fashioned side, so but then Nathan Chen gets out there
3: yeah,
2: and he was dazzling. It's really sweet redemption. Up.
3: Yeah. He's won everything in the past two years, but again, at the Olympics in 2018, he was supposed no. to succeed and fell and fell and fell. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was just dazzling. I felt bad. There were two other skaters to go after him and, it was just such a spectacular, and he had the best skating outfit. A lot of these guys, I do love the glitter and everything, but he had like a faux tuxedo mm-hmm. thing with the yeah. thing, and yep. he he's tall, and he started, he took a break from Yale. He is at Yale University studying statistics and data science, but he had to train for this, and he started skating when he was three in a pair of his sister's skates
3: they showed a lot <laughs> of the cute um Footage. his story this morning on the today show oh my gosh he really he it will be so wonderful if he wins you know because scott hamilton was on the today show this morning mm-hmm. talking about because he was an olympic gold medalist and he won in like 85 or something skating. Yeah, yeah and in his first olympics and same with brian Botano. they both were all expected to go really far and do really well and they all fell and so I think Savannah asked him, so what's the difference between the four years? And he goes, experience. Yeah. And just, you really get,
2: you get confident. Yeah. Try and figure out how to DVR that tomorrow night. No, my because...
3: thing kept saying it wouldn't do it. So oh. I'm glad to know that yours did. So yeah. mine
2: wouldn't do it. So I was, I I mean, I know yeah. no other shows uh, can air any clips of any, uh, yes. until after it's aired and, you know, and NBC uh, said about the whole Leslie Jones uh, live tweeting the Olympics and getting videos taken down wasn't their fault. They welcome her tweets. It was a third party. Uh-huh. Of course, nobody believes right. Yeah. right. And um, then people are also wondering why are the athletes, when they're posing, when you've seen some of the um, award ceremonies, uh-huh. um, they're holding pandas? Yes, Okay so stuffed
3: pandas stuffed pandas not the real thing and if you <laughs> mm-hmm. wondered
2: uh they're getting the stuffed panda mascot Bing Dwen Dwen instead of medals it's just that um they get their medals later at a victory ceremony at the medal plaza and sometimes like the skiers might have their medals there but if they don't have the medals
3: they're holding
2: they hold the panda Bing, Dwen, Dwen. That's Is
0: so that cute. cute That's cute. Have They're, they always done a mascot?
3: I've, I feel like in the Summer Olympics that we just had, there I were mascots. Know. I've seen them yeah, recently yeah, in recent years. Be. But one of the things, the skier that won, his mom won a gold oh. in the same... 50 um, years. Yes.
2: 50 years. Out, he won the silver. The alpine skier won silver 50 years after his mom won gold for Team USA. So that was kind of cool. In the cool. Super G. Yeah.
3: That was cool to watch.
2: Ryan Cochran's. Mm-hmm. And
3: tonight there's, of course, more Olympics going on. And then the the long program for the men's skating is
2: Wednesday to, night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. So I, it's going to be another. I just, you can't stop watching these. They're, they're so good in the commentating.
3: It really makes is a difference. Great. Yeah. You it know, is.
2: He's got ice in his veins. This feels <laughs> like a, a a daydream of the. Yeah, I mean they're just very descriptive, and they know what they're talking about, and they don't talk too much, right? Yeah, like which that. is great. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Miss Olympics. Yeah, I'm all Mike in. Mike Trico's I'm all in. Julia. Uh, assistant. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, of course, it's the Oscars. Our story. We can't get enough of. Beyoncé and her song, which is the the, the song in King Richard, the oh, story so about good. Venus and Serena Williams. Uh so she's earned her first ever Oscar nomination with a best original song nomination. And the nominations came out and Tracy Ellis Ross and Leslie Jordan were so cute. I swear Leslie Jordan got every every different name,
3: every foreign name. <laughs> Every single one. So they announced it this morning at eight twenty on GMA there, and he really had every difficult name. I kinda of felt like it was you on top and me on the bottom. He, you were Tracy Ellis Ross and I was him trying to pronounce things. Right.
2: Made me laugh. Right. And we're gonna stick with the um the 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 delightful surprises and the yeah. things we were happy about. And and in the next segment we're gonna talk about the snubs and the gasp heard around the world from Lady Gaga's home wherever yes. she was in yes. in Hollywood but um I was so excited for both uh, for Will Smith for King Richard it's mm-hmm. been 15 years since he's been nominated I feel like it's been a long time since he's been in a really good movie right it's been a while I love that he got nominated Denzel Washington the Tragedy of Macbeth. And those two, I think, have gone had to head but no one saw that. Oscar thing coming. And um, I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom, but I know a lot of people were delighted for Andrew Garfield. And that's it, the story of the guy that wrote the play Rent. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And then Benedict Cumberbatch from the critically acclaimed but coolly audience received... The Power of the Dog. Which got the most nominations out of any, and that was, a, it's
3: a Netflix movie. Yes, it is. Yeah.
2: And then Javier Bardem for playing Ricky Ricardo as Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, I don't understand that nomination, but congratulations. And then I love that in the supporting actor that the dad from CODA got nominated. Yes. That is the sweetest movie, you guys.
0: Really?
3: And the movie got nominated. The movie I got was nominated very, for Best Picture. That is just such a wonderful movie. It's a Dakota stands for um, children of adult, deaf, of adults. deaf deaf adults. And he's deaf. Yes. And so it would be the, it's the very first time a male has been nominated in an acting role that is um, 100% deaf. I mean, we can go all the way back to "Children of a God" with Marley Matan when she Marley Matlin or Marley Matan. <laughs> I like Marley, and we've met her, and I know her, and her name. What it's Marley Maton, Marley Matlin. <laughs> I I like Marilee Matan. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> like to give her a different accent. Yeah.
2: So that was a good one. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. It's also the Oscars uh, set a record with two couples being nominated for Academy Awards. Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem are married, and she was nominated for Best Actress in *Parallel Mothers*, which none of us a Pedro Almodovar film. And then Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. And they're together. I think they have two children, they and they're both in the power of the dog. And he was definitely a surprise nomination, but I just think, like, how fun. How I think that's exciting. Fun. Yeah. And she's been overlooked. I think, and Kristen so is he. and Jesse yeah. Plemons. I mean, they are really great actors, and I just think that's going to be so exciting for them. You know, as a couple to make that history. And then um Diane Warren got her thirteenth songwriting nomination for a song called Somehow You Do, sung by Reba McIntyre for a movie called The Good Old Days. Four, or something. four Good not Days. Not the
3: number four good days. Yeah.
2: A lot of these Lori and then Jane we've Cam- never heard of. Yeah, and Jane Campion, she directed Power of the Dog. This is her second directing nomination she's the only woman to have ever been nominated for two directing Mm -hmm. and denzel washington that is his 10th nomination and he has two oscars okay so i here's what i want to ask my my mom just said well the thing about this oscars is no one's seen these uh, yeah my mom says hardly anyone has seen these and i said well we've got a few of them a few of them. we've got time all right so here's the
3: so in the best picture category yeah so they nominate a bunch of movies. They upped it from the five years ago. Yeah. So Belfast, mm-hmm. haven't seen, but people loved. Mm-hmm. Coda, it's on Apple Plus. It's excellent. Don't Look Up. Um,
2: Adam McKay. Yeah, I haven't wanted to see it, but I'm going to have to.
3: We're going to have to. I, I heard him in an interview today, and I've got stuff to share on that later. Um, Drive My Car, which is this a Japanese. Japanese movie that's three hours long and it's about after this guy's wife dies he has a driver and he's a director of theater plays mm-hmm. and the driver and him both share their pain through three. death okay. people have died in their life okay. but people said it's soft it's sweet but it's 3 hours and they loved it
2: okay where's can we see that anywhere
3: um i was it's right now you can see drive my car at the west end okay um at landmark um lagoon i believe and the heights okay
0: So it's
3: there. Okay. And then other movies that were nominated for best. King Richard. Yay. Yay. I don't know where you can see that right now because you can pay for that to see it. Yeah. Same with Dune. Did you see Dune, Brian? I did not see Dune, but I did see uh, King Richard. You did? Did you like it?
0: Oh, I loved it. It I loved King Richard.
3: Um, Then um, Licorice
2: Pizza, Mm -hmm. which you saw. Yep. Yep. And you know what? Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. And that's about Hollywood. And that's about Hollywood. And they love Paul Thomas Anderson, Boogie Nights. And I mean, but he is, and there is a, it's a quirky movie. Yes. And I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad that it's, it got nominated just because it's like, uh, well, I also love a movie about Hollywood.
3: Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. It, and that drives me crazy because you haven't watched Being the Ricardos yet,
2: which is about Hollywood. I know. I haven't been able to get over Nicole Kidman looking like she's in Lucy Drag. That is, to be honest, the main reason I haven't watched it. I I will, though, before the Oscars. Lucy (laughs) Lucy
3: Drag. And then other pictures in the Best Picture category were Nightmare Alley. Mm -hmm. And that's the... uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes, with Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett. People were surprised Kate didn't get a nod Mm because apparently she's good in that. Dune you can watch for
2: $13 or $6, depending on... The option you can and, do that online, and then the power of the dog is on Netflix. I've watched half of it. Casey mm-hmm. left me on the ledge. He said, "I something bad gonna is going to happen, and I don't want to watch it." Oh, yeah, you can feel it building. Benedict Cumberbatch he plays
3: I, this rancher, Phil Burbank, right. and it inspires fear and awe around those around him. When his brother brings home his new wife and their son, yeah. He torments then until he finds himself exposed to the possibility
2: of love. Yeah. Listen, he nicotine poisoned himself real good for that role. He did. Because he got a nomination. And then West Side Story got nominated, which I am sorry, that doesn't belong in
3: that category. I
2: couldn't believe it. And then Steven Spielberg gets Best Director for that. No. That was a very... No. Was it a
0: stinker or what?
2: No, it wasn't a stinker. The best thing in the movie is Rita Moreno. She, I wish, had gotten a a Best Supporting. Um, It's just... It's just this... I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's... You really have to love a musical to love it. You know, oh, okay. So All right. if you really love West Side Story or Romeo and Juliet, but the weak link for me is the guy who played Tony, and right. so that made the whole movie be weak. Right. But uh I enough J-
3: people because they said more people voted for this Academy Awards than have done in forever.
2: Really? Yep. Oh yep. Oh. Well, people have my time under my hands. Well, when we come back, we will talk about the snub and the scream heard around the world. And Lady Gaga fans and Jennifer Hudson fans are not happy. Okay. <laughs> well, is Jennifer Hudson singing yeah. the original song, Here I Am, Singing My Way Home, which she co-wrote for Respect, the Aretha Franklin uh, movie, where she was absolutely astonishing in that role. So she got double snubbed today, because as far as I'm concerned, that song should have been nominated over, for sure, the Billie Eilish No Time to Die song. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jennifer Hudson was so outstanding as Aretha Franklin. She's won an Oscar before. She did get a Screen Actor Guild Award. Nomination. People, yeah, people are saying, actually, even though Lady Gaga was the one who was working so hard letting us know that... She, she wanted an Oscar nomination. She, she wanted yeah. the nomination, Um she is has, she hasn't been in the conversation as loudly but if if you think about how the academy went crazy for Renée Zellweger playing Judy Garland yeah. in a movie that was just so-so but yep. she was astonishing as Judy I mean I, I, respect the movie is good and she's absolutely got the assignment she becomes aretha franklin but let me ask you something now about that laurie well if you look at this year's best actress you right. have jessica chastain playing Ta- tammy faye a real person nicole kidman as L- lucille ball kristen stewart as princess diana so princess you know kristen stewart hasn't been nominated for, for a- anything, anything. i Lady was surprised God Has been nominated for everything yep BAFTA, say, Golden Globes, you know, critics. So she was the one that came in, but I preferred Jennifer Hudson as Aretha over Kristen. Z- over Kristen, because you thought she did such a good job in Spencer. She was, but I haven't seen Tammy Faye or Nicole, but I just prefer, I guess I prefer Jennifer Hudson as Aretha over <laughs> Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. And you haven't even seen it. I know it, it but I absolutely love it. She, Jennifer Hudson is the bigger snob. I know Gaga is getting the thing, but she could double because that song is terrific. She's amazing. I hope she wins the Screen Actor Guild Award. And she gets that recognition because she got that assignment. She is Aretha. Okay, so here's what I'm going to ask you, though, because
3: the timing, and I don't know, this isn't relevant probably today, but at the time I felt like it was. So um, National Geographic or GEO now did the story on Aretha Franklin with Cynthia. It's got nothing to do but with it. But they came out at the same no, they time. Didn't. One
2: was in May and one was at the end of August. It felt well. That's very close, Laurie. That's four months apart. Yeah. You, you don't no. think that had any no. impact? No. Right? no. I think, I, I, I don't know. It's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, I mean, she didn't get a screen actor girl. She missed out on the BAFTA. And Emma Corrin from The Crown, who played Diana, also not nominated for a BAFTA. Hello, Prince William. But anyway... Um because he's the the thing of it, but I, I, I'm sure Lady Gaga was absolutely couldn't even believe it. And um, this one columnist for the L.A. Times said it's Bradley Cooper not getting nominated for Nightmare Alley or even a supporting as his you know ten yep, minute yep. cameo in uh, Licorice Pizza is hollywood repudiating the popular kids in class from three years that's ago? that's funny
0: <laughs> oh nice because
2: <laughs> she's been everywhere she you has. know and she's been nominated for everything but roger friedman said house of gucci only got one nomination and that is for hair and makeup and which it, was amazing right
3: and and lady gaga wants you to know that she thanked him. That's her partner for 15
2: years. Oh, that that guy? Yeah. yeah his name is, I'll tell you what his name is, Frederick Aspirus. And he was nominated um, for hair and makeup category. But Roger Freeman said the reason the House of Gucci only got one nomination for the Academy Awards is that the Oscar voters knew it was a bad movie. It was. But it was the highest earning movie of the of the movies out, and it struck out at the Oscars, no nominations, Lady Gaga and, and Jared Leto campaigned like crazy, and it's, he said, The House of Gucci is not a good movie, and the Academy voters got that, which is very interesting, she was excellent, the whole movie was over the top, um, as a friend of mine said at our press screening, why is everyone dialed to an 11? Because they all overact, and yeah. it's the house yeah, of yeah. many accents. In the end, it w- felt more like a mini series, like a feud or something it like did. that. And he said, "So House of Gucci got the good box office, but it'll always be popular. People will watch it years from now. It's it's campy. It's fun in yeah. a way. It yeah. is. But but she's probably really, uh, you know, upset about the snub." which I know um, Donnie always used to hate when we would call it snubs. But sometimes there are snubs uh, that happen, and I feel most passionately about Jennifer Hudson. I know you do. I really, really do. Tell us when you're done. I know you do. Well, did you see Kimmel last night? Did you watch? I thought you might have because Jennifer Coolidge was on. I'm I ha no, I I'm, I'm sucked into Downton Abbey. Oh well that's I mean, all right. what the heck? I'm back in season two. Oh Lord. <laughs> I know it. Well Jennifer Coolidge was on Kimmel last night and she's hysterical. hysterical. I love her. I love her. She's so funny and she talked about how seasick she was filming that thing for White Lotus where she spread her mother's ashes. Yes. And was puking and she just Gave great couch, but Kimmel didn't post it. But what he did post was he has a writer on his show, Louis Vertel, and he was all dressed up in a tux. And he, he's like, he Louis Vertel is going to do a Vertel tells all. And he's going to prep Hollywood ahead of the snubs that are going to happen. Today, with today, the announcement of the Oscars. So we have a little bit of, uh, of, of his advice for people who have been snubbed. Yeah, I learned they got snubbed today.
0: I have one word of advice to the performers who don't hear their names called and don't receive a nomination, congratulations. Because being snubbed is better than winning. Well, well, what do you mean it's better than winning? I'll tell you. Okay. You don't need a gown, you don't need a speech, and for the rest of time, a loyal and militant army of gay men will loudly proclaim that justice be done. In 1954, Judy Garland lost Best Actress in A Star is Born to Grace Kelly in The Country Girl, a movie I dare you to sit through. (laughs) No kidding. Bring this up anywhere in West Hollywood and you will hear screaming in the distance, Judy was robbed! (laughs) And then 50 other effeminate voices will join in, calling for Grace Kelly's execution even though she's been dead since 1982. You think being gay is about same-sex attraction. Not true. It's about not letting go. Andrew Garfield in The Social Network, snubbed. Amy Adams in Arrival, snubbed. Even Citizen Kane didn't win Best Picture. And they've all been immortalized because they lost or weren't even nominated. Can you remember who won Best Supporting Actress two years ago? I bet Laura Dern herself has forgotten. (laughs) She's too busy being 6'4 and unbothered. Meanwhile, you know who hasn't forgotten? The sick, twisted fans of Jennifer Lopez, who was not even nominated for her role in Hustlers as a wise pole dancer with a heart of gold. (laughs) How the hell did this snub happen? Jennifer Lopez is a wise pole dancer with a heart of gold. (laughs) She did a whole Super Bowl about it. (laughs) But it's better she got snubbed, because these scorned singer-actresses always come back stronger and harder in 1985 Cher was snubbed for the movie mask but two years later she came back to win best actress for moonstruck beating meryl streep there, there you go. go you can't stop Cher. nothing
2: else said. that's right you yeah. step
0: on her and she just grows a headdress three times her size <laughs> that's
2: good anyway but that's so
3: true when you think about some of those snubs
2: snubs yeah you know? and we i was like so upset for jennifer lopez um, and, and, And she was, too, in her Rolling Stone interview. She was so good in that movie. And she got very candid about um, that. You know, she said, it's, you know, I always feel like I'm scraping from the bottom. Um, She said, I kind of am a little bit of an underdog when it comes to Hollywood. It's 25 years of people going, well, she's not that great. She's pretty and she makes cute music and cute movies. But she's not really that. and She's not really that. And she said, but it hurts not to be included. I don't know if I ever will be. And there's this inner circle like, we are the great artists, and then there's the pop artists, and then we're the great actors, and then these are the cute guys. So, kind of her getting vulnerable. And she didn't deserve it. I disagreed with you so much on that one. Uh, but she got nominated. It's like the Lady Gaga. She got nominated for every. Sure. Again. Again. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So but it that wasn't, was a, a great yep. snub. Ben Affleck, people are. He was. He and Lady Gaga campaigned the hardest for the Oscar, yeah. for the Tender Bar. They didn't like that movie. No, oh, it got nothing. It got absolutely nothing. Yeah, and um, I still have yet to see it. Right. and uh, But I want to know, who the hell is hosting the Oscars on March 27th? We still don't know. No, we don't, Julia. Mm-mm. And I would really like to know what comedian or comedians right. are going to be doing, uh, getting in there. But yeah, uh, Kristen Stewart, you know, I mean... Roger Friedman, or maybe one of the other columnists I read today, said, You know, sometimes some of the nominations, it's Hollywood recognizing people who've been From in Hollywood for a war. long time. Right. You know, and she's been acting since she was a kid. Yeah, she's got some. And she's the best thing in Spencer. I know. She is Princess Diana. You get, you really, you will, I think you're going to want to watch that movie Julia. someday. Someday Someday when
3: it's raining and I've got absolutely nothing
2: else to do. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess I I guess when I say the Nicole Kidman and Lucy Ball, I'm just going to have to see the movie. But I have people who love or hate that movie. I mean, that have seen it. Like Jason loves the Ricard being the right. He just thought that was terrific, and so anyway, I'm mostly upset for Mike Jennifer. All right, got it. You know, and but uh, you know. She's uh and Diane Warren is not going to win this year. No, she isn't. All right, we got
3: to go. We got a special guest when we come back. All right, Kim, thanks for hanging out with us. We've got um Stephanie March from Minneapolis St. Paul magazine and Steph- and The Weekly Dish with us. And Stephanie, we, you know, Valentine's Day is a week from yesterday. So we need to get yeah. some ideas from you. Uh, about what we're I hope it's doing. not too late. <laughs> well, I mean, it might be a little late for some of your
1: super fabulous, you know, restaurant reservations. Those are probably gone. Yeah, or okay. um you if you kinda gotta think about it in terms of, you know, maybe eating e- earlier or later. But the okay. big thing is of course this weekend is so jam packed because there's Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, Olympic watching, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's kinda hard.
3: Okay, so tell us a little bit about some places that we might have some luck getting a reservation.
1: Um, Well, I think that there's one, if you want, and here's the thing. If you're going to go on a Monday, like if you're going to go Valentine's Day, I kind of feel like an early dinner is kind of fun anyway. You know, you've kind of probably had a big weekend. Maybe you're a little bit over the Super Bowl junk food thing. One of my favorite places is the Bungalow Club, and that's over in South Minneapolis. I love that place. And they have this yeah, it's so cute. It took over, remember the Craftsman? Yes. we call the Craftsman. So this place is, uh, is such a neat little shop and they're doing, um, like a, they're doing like a pre-fee kind of a menu, you know, mm-hmm. so it's fixed price. And I love the fact that it's, um, you know, it's just like it's. they have a 445 reservation right now. So, basically, you're eating around 5. you got to think about it kind of like a happy hour deal. Right. But I kind of, you know, it's like the menu is, you know, they've got really great, thoughtful food, nothing too heavy, kind of interesting, um, really good, fun stuff there. So, I really and like those
2: guys. Stephanie, they have badino, which is one of my what favorite desserts ever. It's it's oh, a pudding. Oh, they really? Oh, they have an amazing badino.
1: I've never had that there. I know that they have like, you know, Baramundi, which is this real.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig
0: Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Really great, you know, fish. Mm-hmm. They have it as a crudo, so it's mm-hmm. like a little fresh. Not a sushi, but like a crudo. Um, they've got ravioli and great pastas. They've got some, uh, they've got a bavette. So if you were looking for a steak, they've got that as an option. Just yeah. really great things. And it's 75 bucks per person.
2: Oh, so,
3: fun. Okay. Love that. Yeah. So I love
1: those guys. Um, then I think about, you know, there's a couple places like, I know, I think if you go to Merlin's Rest Pub, if you want to do a pub night, you can kind of get some, you know, a couple of drams of whiskey and some bangers and mash or some really good corned beef. And they have plenty of reservations open. Um, I do think that if you are looking for something like Thai, you can go to Sawadi. I hear that they have reservations that are still open um, in uh, off Central. And uh, so that's kind of fun, too. I think there's a here's a here's a here's a hot tip. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. It's a great little place in Lynn Lake and it's called Iconos Gastro Cantina. And it is a Mexican place that opened up um, kind of next to the theater. You know, what's the. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the parkway.
3: Yeah. 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 No, 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 oh. in Lynn Lake area. Oh, no, yeah. Lynn, Lake. Lynn Lake. Like, sta- I can't what's even think of where theater? Lynn Lake is. Bryant. The stage hmm. theater that I can't come oh. up with for some
2: reason. <laughs> Bryant and Lake.
3: I know. Yeah. No.
1: So I'm they're so over there. It. And this, listen, this place is. They have got so much fun and vibe, and they've got these really kind of cutting-edge Mexican dishes, like not stuff, not just tacos and not just chimichangas. Mm-hmm. And here's, I'm going to give you a little tip for this place too, especially to you, Lori. They do salsa dancing on Thursday nights. Oh, so, they do. Yeah, and they're like, they're like a really great little fun space. They're going to clear off the things, and I think it's on a couple Thursday nights. Maybe it's like every other Thursday night, but they just, they're kind of the new hot spot. People are really starting to talk about them. So oh, that good was to Ekonos, know. Yeah, is Econos gastrocantina is what oh, that's it called. Sounds
2: fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah. How about is is Lush doing anything this weekend? Like is there any available yeah. yeah, they're doing um they have a really fun little um they're doing a brunch. I know that
1: they have uh changed things for um doing a Valentine's themed drag brunches on the twelfth and the thirteenth. Those are just thirty five bucks. And Ooh. you know, if you haven't eaten there, they have got some great, you know, besides the biscuits, which we all know, but they've got a great burger. They've got great sandwiches. It's just a really fun, good menu. And for brunch, for drag brunch is perfect, I think. Yeah. Right. Oh, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. No, if you want to do a kit in, if you want to take it like yes. Valentine's Day to go. Okay. You want to do a date night thing. Have you guys done a Focacheria? Have we talked about them? No.
2: No, but it's, I it's know right where, where it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's over in St. Paul. Kind of not too far from you guys. It's kind of a lovely little... Little spot that you can pick up. They have a date night kit. There's two people, 74 bucks. You get some great focaccia. They have the best focaccia in town. You get herb marinated prawns. There's a big kale Caesar salad, some, you know, saffron risotto. And then you get tiramisu for two to go. Oh,
2: that and sounds so good. Those,
1: Where is that, Laura? Like That's like, if you're going to be, just unpack
3: it and hang out.
1: you're right. I mean?
2: Fairview and Randolph. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I love those guys and that's a that's a, you know, I kind of think they're great. Another great one is, uh, Create Catering. If we haven't, you guys haven't heard, they have got, they've got such a great deal with their, their Valentine's dinner. It serves two. They can do pickup or they can deliver it to you. I mean, like that's kind of the beauty. They've got this honey nut squash, coconut bisque soup. You know, they've got hearts of palm salad. They've got a couple different entrees. You can do duck breast. Um, you know, there's made lobster, there's all sorts of great things, and they've got a s'mores cake. It's a $140 package, but it serves two, so it's 70 bucks per person. And they, you can also get them to throw in a couple wines on it, too. So that's kind of nice.
3: Oh, very, very nice. And then I, you had little Valentine's Day ideas as well. Yeah, for me, Valentine's Day is all about sitting with your ladies and, like, you know, popping the
1: good bubbles. I'm going to tell you that my favorite is still, I'm still loving the Emily, which is my favorite little Uh, wine that I can't get enough of from Long Ridge Estates, but I also love Piazza Grande. If you want pink bubbles with your girls, Piazza Grande is a great Lambrusco that you can pop and hang out with your friends. I like to go get cheese. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get the Bent River River Cannon Bear from Alamar Cheese, which is in the food building in Northeast. And I'm just going to sit and have bubbles and cheese. How about a dessert?
2: Where could we give us some places where we could get some dessert to go with this, uh, the bubbles and the cheese.
1: Well, I just, I'm a big, huge, obvious fan of patty cake because that is, you know, which is at the Yum Kitchen and Bakery. It's the best cake in all of existence. But if you want to check out Rose Patisserie and St., you know, uh, Rose Street Patisserie, St. Paul, they've got great desserts and they've got, and same with Patisserie 46, same owners. They've got a ton of great sweet stuff. You know, Rustica in Southdale is also doing some lovely uh, baked goods that you want to like look at. And my favorite, you guys, is Black Walnut in Uptown. Their croissants
3: and their chocolate croissants are outstanding. Mm. Oh, Laura, you got
1: to write that down. Paon chocolat. Casey.
2: Yes.
3: Oh, yeah. Pon de chocolat.
1: Paon de chocolat. Okay. I do
2: love buying a dessert. Like if you're not going to go out to dinner, like getting, you know, like something yes. really delicious.
1: Yes, and oh. Mark Hugh is the other one that everyone always talks about because his, you know, he's the uh, he's the Hmong, uh, uh baker. You know, the patisserie. Uh, professional in Saint Paul, mm-hmm. and he is like I'm telling you, his place is downright gorgeous. And there's people I'm sure that I'm a little worried about even saying because I don't know if he's all you know already booked up as far as like selling out. But their you know their offerings are just beautiful and like a gift in and of themselves. Also, Wait, oh, what's that place called? Mark? You
3: can buy it, Golden Fig. Okay, okay. Mark. the patisserie is called Mark Hugh. M A R C and then each H E U. Okay. Oh H E U. Okay, because I of course put yeah. a Q. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. we want to ask you: Is there anything new going on with the um, vaccine mandates at the restaurants in St. Paul, Minneapolis? Is that ending at a certain time, or is...
1: you know, it's funny, Davis. I just kind of flipped through the news, and I did see that Mayor Carter or uh, Melvin Carter said that he's considering letting it, uh, because caseloads are down, Yeah, there's, a, there's some thoughts out there that he's considering it, lifting it by the end of the weekend. Yeah, so, good, I hope
2: so. I hope they do in both cities.
1: Yeah, I do too. I haven't heard anything about Minneapolis yet, which is, of course, that one is just mandated to go to the end of the month, which is in a couple of weeks, so yeah. we're hoping that they lift before that. And has it really been, thought.
3: like, has it proven, like, the people going out has been way down as a result of it?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I a, it. Like our friends at Twin Cities Business Magazine did a uh, just put out a little article that they talked to a bunch of restaurateurs and people like Manny's, you know, Steakhouse uh, has just said it's been a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's people who are just, and then others are saying, you know, people come out on a Friday night and they think that that's amazing that there's actually people there, but the rest of the week is just completely zeroed out. So, right. It's really hard, and they all were hoping that you know Valentine's Day is a big dining out. Oh yeah, yeah, that was one of those things that they were hoping to lift before
3: then. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you, staff.
2: Um, so, and, yeah, uh, are we going to hear you on the weekly dish this Saturday with somebody special, or will Stephanie yes. be back?
1: Yeah, well, it's Hanson is back. Okay, He's coming, and we're going to be out at Max's talking about chocolates, and I'm so excited because we're going to do some wine and chocolate pairing. Yum! Out on Saturday, yum.
3: All okay. right, and that's so at the Shops at West End. Mm-hmm. Thanks, staff. Yeah. Okay. Okay, lovely. Okay, you. bye, lovely. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.